some reviews. Disney feature length films. Short cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. I'm Stephanie. Hello, I'm Kevin. <laughs> this is Let's Get Down to Business. <laughs> it's a Disney podcast. Stop! Stop <laughs> making funny voices. You're not even funny voices. Stop making voices. I think it's pretty funny. It's not funny. Okay. It's creepy. <laughs> it's not creepy. How is it creepy? Because it's weird. Stop being so weird. <laughs> I'm being myself. Yes, yeah, I'm doing that. Okay, yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> so what are we doing? Kevin. Yeah, hey. Ask me how I'm doing. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing? Terrible. Why? Because. Because your life is ruined. It is ruined. Yeah. Why? Because uh, I had an allergy test done, and I'm allergic to everything outside. And also. And also. That D. What? <laughs> <laughs> and also, cats and dogs. Seriously? Yeah. Really? And also, eggs. <laughs> And tomatoes. So you just get to drink water and for the garlic. rest of your life? I hate my life. But hey, we can take sauce on the fact that we get to watch Disney movies every week. How cool is that? That's the one highlight of my life now. Man. So you're going to be hanging in the closet pretty soon? Ouch, baby. <laughs> It'll only hurt for a little bit. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Hey, how's it going? I'm, Non-suicide news. I'm miserable. That's Kevin. <laughs> Hello. Stop. <laughs> and this is episode 15. We made it to fucking 15 we episodes. 15. That's pretty impressive. That's three times five. Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, Stephanie did math. We have for you today a short called How to Play Football, which is a goofy short. And then our feature length movie is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. No diggity. No diggity. <laughs> All right, let's bag it up here, babe, and uh, get to business. Yeah. Tell us about how to play football. This is, the, I'm giving you this one. This is all okay. you. Go, babe. I'm not even going to go in the review format because I just want to lay it, it out straight for you guys. How to play football is like my ideal short <laughs> because. Because it's about football? Well, number one, it's it's sports related, but it's got like every single cliche that you could think of about football all crammed into one. Whether it's uh, the, what is it, like the barbaric nature of the sport, <laughs> but presented in a way that it's like this thinking man's thing and there's so much strategy, the brutality, the uh, the pageantry of it, and just the ridiculousness of it, just how, how uh, insane football itself is. Like, if you've tried to explain the game to a layman or just somebody who's never seen it before, it's fucking impossible. Yeah. And the, and and the thing is, this short does not show you any of that. You get none of that. Like they they, they make a joke in the beginning. He's, uh, the uh, the narrator is just trying to explain, you know, how football is played and things like that. And all you hear is just the cheer of the crowd, and it drowns everything out. And he gets his his sentences through, and then he says, "And that is how you play football." <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I, I mean, I've always watched football with my dad and whatnot, but when we started watching it together, because you used to take me out to watch it on Sundays yeah. when we started dating, I'd be like, so what is like a down? <laughs> what is third and f- yeah, whatever? 14. Yeah. I like, I 
it took me a long time before I really yeah. grasped. And she still doesn't it. really get it because she doesn't care. But no, I get it. I just don't care. <laughs> um, can we talk about that narration? What about it? It's fucking amazing. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was hilarious. You know, like the uh, old timey yeah. accent it has going on there, how fast yeah. he does it. Yeah, see, this is how you play football. And uh, <laughs> it's like, it sounds like Hank Azaria is doing it. Um, Just the names of the players. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, there's no story to this one. It's just him calling a game. Yeah, it's just him calling a game and just the, like I said, it's just. Between, to par- pardon the pun, it's goofy. Between taxidermy tech and anthropology A and M. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, all of the players are goofy. Well, they're dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're anthropomorphic dogs. They're anthropomorphic dogs, yet they're barking like real dogs. Only in certain points when he's barking out the calls to his <laughs> offensive line. <laughs> yeah, it's great, you guys. Yeah, and there's and there's a spot uh towards the very end that I found very timely because uh the 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 best player for taxidermy tech what was his name? It was like Swervy McHips or something like that. It was Swivel Swivel Hips Smith. Smith. Yeah, yes. Swivel Hips Smith. And he uh, he's returning a kick, and he almost goes in for the touchdown, but he comes up just short, and he gets injured, like severely, like gets dog piled on. Pardon the pun again. Um, <laughs> so he has to go to the sideline, and the coach is losing his shit because he's like, "Oh God, how are we going to win this game without our star player?" Because they're just getting stonewalled. At the line and they can't get in. So he does everything he can to get uh, Swivel Hip Smith <laughs> back into the game. And eventually he just picks up the stretcher and like gets him vertical so that he stumbles he back out on the field. Him back in. Yeah. And you see, like, this dude is obviously concussed. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and, they, and they portray it as like the, this courageous, you know, this player and this coach is with a genius move. And, and he eventually, so brave. yeah, he stumbles into the end zone and, and wins the game for taxidermy tech. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall it's just, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the animation is funny and it's, it's from 1944 and it's only like seven and a half minutes long. But I mean, the, the, this is exactly what you think of when you think of quote unquote old timey football. Yeah. And in a ridiculous fashion. It's it's a yeah, lot of fun. Because they had a, a moment where the quarterback was doing the kick. Is that? There there, there were some quarterbacks back in the day that, yeah. would, that would do so like double was, duty. Because like when I'm watching. Like, like Sammy Baugh. I when think. I watch these later shorts, which I mean, we haven't had ones that are too recent. But like the ones Aside that are. Aside from Roger Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. The ones that are mid 40s and whatnot. I'm like, this could almost pass for like more like 1990s. Yeah. Like, yeah. Almost. Like, the quality is really high on yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Um, so this one, uh, How to Play Football, was, like, they had some reused footage from this one in a more recent Goofy short called How to Hook Up Your Home Theater, which was <laughs> done in 2007. Yeah. But they used the shots of the stadium in that one because he's trying to hook up his home theater system yeah, to like watch, watch a football. game. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I thought that was funny. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I really liked it a lot. It's really funny. Yeah, really check funny. it out if you can't. Yeah, or if you can, rather. <laughs> if you can't, if, if you can't, fuck you. Then find a way. You're missing out. YouTube, YouTube, guys. It's 2018. <laughs> find a way. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's like I said, there's no story for it. So no, there's not a lot to it. It's just great. Yeah. If you like, if you like football at all, yeah. watch it. It's hilarious. So, man, we're quick today. That's because we're getting down to business. Let's get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our feature words, yeah. our feature film. And the last of the package films, the boys. Last of the package films. And ladies, guys. sorry. You guys. Yeah. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Now, 
I had no idea this existed. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, when I when I saw um, the picture of Ichabod on the cover when we actually got the VHS, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I recognize that character, and I think I'd seen the frog before or the mm-hmm. toad rather as well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that this was a thing. I know this was a movie. Yeah. Um, especially like Ichabod. Which was, uh, what's the name of it? Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like, I know that. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen this short separate of this movie. Yeah. But this movie itself, I had no clue. Yep. So, um, this came out in 1949. It's about 68 minutes long. And it's based off two separate books. One being The Wind in in the Willows. Which I have a copy of and have never read. <laughs> and then the other one is, like you said, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. which I also have not read, yeah. but has been redone a million times <laughs> with, hey. with, with Johnny Depp. Yes. And also, Christina Ricci! And also, this is, like I said, this is the last package film <laughs> until, Kevin wants to iterate, until that. Winnie the Pooh in 1977. So there's a 28-year period where there is no, is no package films. That, and that, it, and, it, and, it, and it correlates with the Silver Age or whatever of Disney, right? Or is, is it silver or golden? It's silver. Golden okay. was Snow, Snow White, White stuff. Pinocchio, Dumbo. Yeah. Movie. So I don't think that there's any uh, coincidence here that that's the case. <laughs> um, originally, this movie was supposed to be titled Two Fabulous Characters. Which is lame as fuck. Yeah. Um, apparently, the only reason these two stories are linked together is the fact that the main characters are, quote, prone to disaster because they're not fabulous characters. Okay. I, would you call them fabulous? Uh, I mean, that's I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. But. Um, there was a legend that said one animator stopped working on Wind in the Willows to join the army for World War II, which, you know, interrupted everything. Yep. Um, he then returned four years later to continue work on the exact same film. That's sequence. fucking dedication. I know. All right, so let's start with Mr. Toad because that's the first. Mm-hmm. The wind in the willows. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to call it short. We'll call it segments again. Yeah, because there are, there are only two of them. There's yep. two segments in the in the film. Sixty eight minutes divided between two segments. Yeah, longer than Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make any comments about Dumbo. We're moving on. We don't need to. We know how everyone feels. You know how I feel. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, Wind in the Willows was a book from 1908 featuring anthropomorphic animals. And in 1938, someone pitched the idea to Walt Disney to make this movie. And he was like, no, it's too corny. What? But he acquired the rights anyway because he's Disney. Why not? Well, no. I'll guarantee you what it was is he's like... He, he, he probably told these people, oh, this is friggin' corny as hell. But I'll tell you what, I'll buy the rights anyway, knowing that he thought it was going to own, yeah. and then he just got it cheap. Yeah. But they thought it would be look good in animation because it's anthro animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cartoon animals. Um, so they started working on it in 1941. There are some delays. What were those? <laughs> <laughs> he got me there. Uh, Disney decided to shelve the project. He decided the quality wasn't up to his standard, and he didn't think there'd be a market for it. So, but as we've seen, Walt Disney wasn't really the best fucking. He's gonna push through anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so they, so they resumed again in 1946, and then it got delayed again because layoffs. Oh wow! <laughs> I wonder why they're having layoffs. I don't know because of his amazing fucking uh, nose. His package films. <laughs> nose. For uh, like what the public wants. Oh, I've never heard that expression before. No, because his fucking he doesn't have a very good sense of you know. Like like nose on your face or K N O W S, 
No, it's as, as on your face. Oh. So, like, you know, you, you can smell the correct direction to go. You guys, I've just learned something new today. It's probably not even something new. I'm just a moron, but. No. Um, no. So, 1946, it was resumed again. It was late, delayed again because of those layoffs. Later that year, the studio started to work on Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So, late 1946. And it was going to be packaged. Mr. Toad was going to be packaged with Gremlins. Ooh, which was, it's, you, a, it's a rolled doll the book. The rolled doll, which I have not read, and I've actually read a, a lot of rolled doll. Yeah, but Gremlins never ended up getting made, so then they were going to package it with The Legend of Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. You know which one that one is? Mm-mm. Mickey and the Beanstalk. Oh, okay. But they decided to put that one on Fun yep. and Fancy Free. Yep. So in 1947, they decided let's pair it with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and we can cast famous narrators. So for this one, we have I'm going to say Basil, Basil. I would say Basil. Basil? Yep. Rathbone. Yep. Is the narrator. And Bing Crosby. And Bing Crosby. All right. So let's take a look at Mr. Toad. So this was another VHS purchase, babe. (laughs) And we know it's from 1999. Why? Because it had a preview for the classic Disney live action feature, My Favorite Martian. Holy shit, you guys. It looks so terrible. It looks fucking awful. Was it, uh, who was Christopher in Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. I was going to say Jeff, Jeff fucking Daniels. Like if I've had this con- like this conversation with a lot of my friends, who in 1994 or 1995, whenever it was that Dumb and Dumber was made, <laughs> would have predicted that Jeff Daniels would have uh, that much more of a respected career a contract than, with Disney? No, than Jim Carrey. Because he is like with the newsroom and uh, yeah, but he Jim Carrey did like Truman Show. He and did Man on the Moon and, and th- but that stuff was in in the late nineties. Oh. Whereas Jeff Daniels' stuff was more in the two thousands and more close to where we're at now. Yeah. And I'll guarantee you, if you ask people these days, they respect Jeff Daniels a hell of a lot more oh, than yeah. they do Jim Carrey. Yeah, because he was just in, based upon he's a squid in the whale, right? Yes, I and he was excellent in that, that movie. movie. Yeah, Jeff Daniels is excellent in most. Now things. I wondered if Jeff Daniels had a contract with Disney because he also did the live action of 101 Dalmatians. Probably. So yeah, yeah. Well, mo- moving on from that, <laughs> from my favorite <laughs> Martian. Say, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about the feature. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it starts off in a library setting. And this narrator, who at the time is Basil Rathbone, is talking about the most famous character of British literature and the most fabulous character. And he reckons that it must be Todd or Toad J. Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Esquire. J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire. What's Esquire? I don't know. Like a lawyer? Bill and Ted. No. Uh, and Mr. Toad's friends are Angus Nick Badger, Ratty the Water Rat, and Molly Mole. That's some very creative names. Molly, Molly, Molly. Mole. Molly. Um, so yeah. Um, Mr. McBadger is doing his like accounting stuff. Yeah, he's, he's doing Mr. Toad's accounting because Mr. Toad is apparently, uh, a very wealthy, I, I think it's something he inherited, but he's a, a world seer. He's an adventurer yeah. and he's very, uh, a nuisance. I want to say, I, I don't know if capricious is the right word. He's very prone to his whims. Yeah. Yeah. He gets mania. Yeah. He's manic. <laughs> uh, nowadays we call that bipolar. Yeah. 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 And we'll talk a little bit more uh, as you go along. And, uh, McBadger receives this letter. And at the time when he opens the letter, he has fucking human fingers. You goddamn right he does. <laughs> I was like, what the, like all of these are like. See, but how, how can you have a gripe with that? 
when these motherfuckers are talking. True. <laughs> they are dapper as fuck. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he receives this letter and it's basically like Mr. Toad needs to be stopped because yeah. he keeps getting all these bills for things he's, Mr. He's, Toad he's, he's literally writing checks that his ass can't cash. <laughs> Left and right. <laughs> um, so he's starting to uh, tell his friends, Ratty and Mole, like, Toad needs to be stopped. Yeah. He's, he's a nuisance to you the gotta public. You gotta rein him in, boys. Yeah. So... They're like, well, where is he? Well, he's on a carriage with his horse, Cyril, yeah. who is wearing a hat, and by the way. It's his buddy, though. It's not just like, you know, like his servant horse. Like, this is his friend, well, he's Cyril. He's it as he's riding it. Well, that's just motivation. Maybe Cyril likes it. <laughs> I'm just saying. And some, some people get down that way. I guess. Uh, to each their own. <laughs> so, uh, there's a song, Merely on Our Way to Nowhere at All, because that's what they're doing. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a line, either a line in the song or something Toad says, where he says, a bit, a bit of erotic and a bit exotic. <laughs> um, but also, the horse is wearing a hat. Yes, he's wearing a hat. <laughs> and then as the, as the, it's as, not Johnny Blue Bonner. No, 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 no. And as, as he's rolling down the street, uh, Toad sees a motocar. A motocar. And he just goes absolutely insane. He, he, he gets enamored with the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's a car engine. <laughs> And just like moving around, like he's uh, bumping his ass on the ground, yeah, and like just like putting along, like he's on an invisible yeah. motor cart, yeah, and he does that the entire way home, yeah, and uh, yeah, he has motor mania now, so he he, you know, his friends decide to hole him up in his room, yeah, because they're like they they are seriously holding an intervention, yeah. for Toad, like they lock him in his room because he's having this mania right now, and his eyes, if you guys have seen the Jungle Book. <laughs> They look like the what's the snake's name? I don't know. Either way, like that's how his eyes do. It's like rainbow colored, and you know, they're just, like, yeah, they're doing all this goofy stuff. Yeah. And he's just going crazy because he wants this motor car so badly. And they they put him in bed and and they lock the door to his room. They lock him in his fucking room like a drug addict that needs to go cold turkey off of something. Kevin, that is exactly what this is like. This is like a social statement. It is. <laughs> Rich people, you're on notice. <laughs> Um, so it doesn't work because he sneaks out. Well, of course, because he's a fucking addict. And he ends up stealing a motor car. Yeah. Yeah. Because we find him the next day or whatever. He's going on trial. Yeah. Because he stole a motor car. Yeah, he got arrested. So we're in this trial and like every sane person, Toad's going to represent himself. Of course. I mean, (laughs) why wouldn't you? Uh, So he calls up to the stand his buddy, Cyril the Horse. And Cyril tells the story of what actually happened. He's like, we didn't steal this motor coach. Yeah, so he, he like he takes Toad down to the bar because he wanted to follow where the motocar was at. Motocar. And he sees uh, this group of weasels get out of the car. And it, and awesome weasels. Yeah, and when you see these weasels, I can't, I don't know what predates this movie because uh, – what, what year was this made? Oh, God. It was – I have to go back. Yeah. 19 19- – yeah so, yeah, so it was made in 1949, and when you see these weasels, it is exactly what the weasels look like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like 40 years later. Because they are the weasels from... But but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the, yeah. like I don't know if this is the basis, but it fucking looks like it. It's great. Like, they just look super uh, 
very shifty, yeah. and they, they they look like they're, they're up to like, no good. Yeah, they're like they're gonna throw a sack over the yeah. shoulder of they, loot. You know, they, they've got the, the, the cap. Yeah, they've got the caps down by their eyes, and they're just you know, uh, part of the public like weaseling in and out <laughs> everywhere really quickly. So they go into the bar, and Toad sees it, and he's like, "Oh, I must have that car." So he goes into the bar, and he talks to the barkeep, um, whose name is Mister Winky. Winky. Yeah, <laughs> and he's Mister Winky. Winky is not a penis. Uh, this is a man, and <laughs> why would anyone think that? Because Mr. Winky, that's uh, an Ace Ventura thing. Oh, Jesus Christ! Do you know how young I was when that movie came out? I don't care. You're probably like seven, so you, you, you. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so Mr. Winky's there. The weasels are there, and Mr. Toad is like, "Well, who is the owner of this motor car?" Yeah, and Mr. Winky is like, "That's that's me," and, mm-hmm. and and he tells him, "Well, what 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 do you have to have for it? What 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 what?" What can I give no, I you? I thought it was the weasels that he said owned it. I don't believe so because oh. he because well maybe it was. Well, either I think way, right. either way, Toad gives away the entire estate, his Toad Hall, Toad yeah, Manor, which is like the nicest uh, ho- or like house or mansion in the entire area. Yeah, and so he offers that to trade that straight up for a fucking car. Like this dude, in case you guys haven't noticed, is very bad with his money, and this just furthers my point. This dude is a fucking drug addict. <laughs> Selling all of his stuff for something that is pretty inconsequential and like a quick fix. You guys, this movie is a very hard look at today's opioid addiction. Crisis. Don't let your fucking toads do drugs. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't do toads. Wait, what? <laughs> um, so that's the story is that, you know, he just traded Toad Hall for this motor car. Yeah. Well, they call Mr. Winky up on the stand because he has the the paperwork, yep, the deed. The title, yep. And so Mr. Winky goes up there and they're like, Mr. Winky, what's going on here? And he says to Toad, you tried to sell me a stolen motor car. Yep. And then all chaos breaks out in the courtroom. And they, and they lock Toad up, boys. He's in jail. <laughs> he is in London Tower where he is going to sit for 20 years. Yep. Yeah. Except that uh, old Cyril, your boy the horse, mm-hmm. comes <laughs> dressed as a granny. <laughs> <laughs> to visit Toad. And he brings Toad the same exact outfit as the granny has yeah. on, but like tiny. Yeah. Like this pink dress and a wig and a bonnet. So Toad puts the shit on and they're going to bust him out. But he's still got the ball and chain attached to his to his ankle. He does. So he has to put it under his dress like he's pregnant or something. Well, he or he's got a gigantic ass. Yeah, he puts it on his butt. He's got that bubble butt, boys. <laughs> So they end up going after him, these guards and policemen. He jumps on a train. He hijacks a train. And the yeah. police are chasing him. And eventually he jumps off the the train into mm-hmm. a lake, but the ball is weighing him yeah. down. He's so he's fucking drowning. Bottom. But then we cut to Rat and Molly, who are having Christmas dinner. And, uh, you know, they're thinking about their friend Toad. But then, of course, Toad arrives. He's wearing them heels. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Badger arrives because he's like, oh, my God, crazy things are going down in Toad Hall. And he tells about the weasels and Mr. Winky. And he was like, Toad wasn't lying. Yeah. Or, like, Mr. Winky was lying because he actually lives in Toad Hall now and he's got the deed. So these friends, this group, Toad, Ratty, mm-hmm. Mole, and Badger decide they're going to get the deed back. Hell yeah, Winky. they are. And this becomes like... A buddy comedy or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like a heist. A heist. Like a heist, a heist. Movie, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, I'll pop them off. 
So when they get to Toad Manor. Everybody's asleep. Yeah. Like they are wasted because they've been partying their asses off. Why not? You own a fucking you're, Yeah, you're rich as fuck. You just swindled some fucking dumbass. <laughs> and uh, Mission Impossible style, they tie a rope around Molly. Well, they're sheets. Yeah, sheets together. Yeah, oh, like yeah, it's they, a prison escape or something. Together, yeah. But they uh, kind of lower him down mm-hmm. slowly, and, and he's, he's just out of reach yeah, of the, the deed or the title. He's above Winky, who's, like, sleeping on a sofa, and he's trying to grab it. And then there's a sneaky guard weasel who notices that they have broken in, mm-hmm. and he's trying to sound the alarm, yep. basically. So there is this chase that ensues for the deed. Um, the weasels are throwing knives. And axes. <laughs> it's fucking There's great. There's paper airplanes because somehow, like, I think Toad or someone folded up the deed like a paper Into airplane. Into a paper airplane. And they throws it. it. But then he just starts making a ton of other paper airplanes. And, and like, them all. Yeah. But then they thought the real one landed on a fire. Yep. So then he sucks it up with the fire accordion. The bellows. What? I think they were called bellows. Oh. Well, that thing. The fire accordion, yes. Um, And then there's a moment where Molly almost gets beheaded. It happens. (laughs) And then all chaos breaks loose. You've never never heard of you fucking with my money, you're fucking with your life? And they escape, but what happened to the deed? What happened to the What happened? One can only guess. Well, Toad has it. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. Yeah. And uh, he ends up getting exonerated. And everyone's pretty happy because they're like, after this, you know, Toad's reformed. Yeah, he's he's, he's good he's, to go now. He's all better. He's cured. He's, new, he's the new Toad until... He sees an airplane. He discovers airplanes. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. so now it's time to go get his fix somewhere else. Yep. And that's where it ends. Um, I put down here, Toad is... He's that one friend that everyone has that's... A drug addict. Kind of crazy... And you don't know why you keep them around. Probably for a good time. But yeah. then you don't want them coming around all the time. It's for stories to tell to other people. Yeah. <laughs> I know this guy. So apparently, um, in the beginning when Angus McBadger is telling Raddy and Mole that like, oh, something has to be done about Toad because he spends too much money. This was like a dig at Roy Disney, that's mm-hmm. Walt's brother, because he was always complaining to the animators that Walt was spending too much money. <laughs> Which, in a way, I can see it. Because, yeah. Like, Walt wants to big, like a, build, like, a theme park yeah. and a, the Florida Project and all these crazy ideas that he has. Yeah. It was pretty great. Um, and then, after that... We got to the second part of the movie. Yeah. Because that is only half of the movie, you guys. Yeah, that was a whole... I don't even know how long that was. Probably 30, 30-something minutes. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. Well, now we're back in the library, and your boy Roy, Roy Rogers? Is that who our... No, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Roy, Roy Rogers. Rogers is, yeah. He's the last one. Yeah. yeah. So Bing Crosby is taking over on the narration, and he's like, well, what about the colonies? What about fabulous characters from the colonies? Yeah. America, you guys. And I'll tell you, Ichabod is fabulous. Why? Because... <laughs> Fancy. Ichabod Crane. So he. <laughs> this starts off at sh- Schnooker and Schnapps shop- Shoppy. Shop, yeah. <laughs> and we have some bro guys. They're drinking beer for them and their horses. And then the schoolmaster arrives and he's Everyone. kind of a, you know, a dandy, I guess. Yeah, I think so. He's kind of. He's he's super tall. He's very skinny. He's kind of kind of like me, but he's got this gigantic nose and ears, <laughs> long arms, and yeah, he's just he's just I don't know how to describe the him. The ears were a uh, a nod to being Crosby. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> 
Well, he arrives, and then all these bros are, like, making fun of his appearance. Yeah. Because that's what guys do, I guess. Haters going to hate, boys. He's going to hate. Um, but they talk about Ichabod and how he's very educated. Mm-hmm. He's a schoolmaster. He loves food. He's a glutton. And apparently, he gets around. You're goddamn right he, he does. He's single, all right? He's going <laughs> to... To all the students' moms. So if he has a little shithead kid, he uh, finds out what his mom sends them for lunch. Because if it's good, he's going to he's shit. Going, he's going to have dinner. <laughs> he's going to go after their mom. <laughs> that is a power move. That is. Holy shit. <laughs> well, he's got a pretty full social calendar because he's visiting all these moms. Mm-hmm. He's also in the corral. He sings with the ladies where ladies are fainting and mm-hmm. panty dropping all over. Um, the, but, floor, the floors are getting wet. <laughs> and then in town, Katrina Van Tassel arrives. Yeah. She's pretty plump. <sighs> in like, <sighs> in the right spots. Goddamn boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she arrives and it turns out like her dad has a pretty good dowry for her. Like they'll inherit the farm. Yep. And the farm. It's like the wealthiest guy in the area. Yeah. So I don't think so much he's concerned about the girl as he is with the food they grow on the farm. I uh, both. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there's there's a part where he's in the classroom and it's in disarray because he's fantasizing about Katrina. He's like picking the feathers off of a feather duster like it's a flower. (laughs) But he's also imagining like the food he's going to make with the farm bounty, basically. Fair enough. Yeah. So Katrina has a bunch of admirers. One being Mr. Brown Bone, yeah. one of them bros, and uh, who was, by the way, the inspiration for Gaston. <laughs> I love Gaston so much. Um, but yeah, so she ends up giving Ichabod her handkerchief, which kind of just sets things off between Brahm and Ichabod. Mm-hmm. So there's a Halloween party at Mr. Von Tassel's. Like, Brahm just doesn't understand what does Ichabod have that all these ladies are fawning over. He's got that style. He's got that charisma. Something. Um, so, yeah, Brahm's pretty jealous, and he goes, and there's this chubby girl that wants to dance with him. <laughs> and he's not having it. Yeah. Because apparently Disney just is... I, I, I told you guys, the disclaimer at the fucking beginning of the movies is no fat chicks. No fat chicks. And they didn't get the memo. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty chubby positive, but apparently <laughs> Disney is not. I don't know. Um, so Brown starts scheming, and he does decide to dance with her because... He's going to switch her off. He's going to do a little switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep switching out, him and Ichabod, Katrina and this chubby girl, until eventually Brom locks her in a closet. <laughs> but then she comes out through like a cellar door and goes back to Brom. <laughs> She just won't leave him alone. Um, but they... Hmm? You're fine. No, no. I was going to say she's thirsty for it, but... She's thirsty for it. Um, so they all sit down to eat, and Brom starts telling a ghost story because he realizes Ichabod is superstitious. Yep, he and he's going to play on that. Yeah, he'll, he's like, he's like I, I don't have any other way to beat this guy, but I will use this. Yeah, so he like saw him knock over some salt, and then he had to like throw it behind his shoulder, yep. whatever that is. So Brom starts telling the story of the Headless Horseman. They do this in song because it's Disney, of so course. musicals. <laughs> um, pretty much scares the shit out of him. Yeah. Right. And like he yeah, he, he's he's like shaking and he's pouring tea while Brahm is telling the story. Yeah. And he just keeps pouring it and pouring it and pouring it. How and much, it's overflowing in the fucking How much kettle. tea is in that fucking pot? I know. <laughs> it might be just deceivingly big. I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, so he's pretty freaked out. On his way home, 
Ichabod's kind of walking through a graveyard. Mm. Why, why would you walk through a graveyard at night? It's a safe city. Okay? I don't know. I think it's very safe. Um, so suddenly he's in like the scary hollow and his horse is being pretty lazy. So mm-hmm. they're moving pretty slow. And he's looking around. He's hearing sound effects. He's hears what he thought was like horse hooves, you know, hitting but it the was ground. Just, it was cat's tails hitting a log. Yeah. But then he turns and the Hellas Horseman appears. Mm-hmm. And he starts chasing him. <laughs> yeah, the, the horseman chases Ichabod. <laughs> and in the story, Brom says that if you make it past the, the covered bridge, yep. that the headless horseman disappears. He'll, yeah, he'll leave yeah, he, you can't, he can't follow. He can't follow him. So Ichabod keeps trying to get to that mm-hmm. bridge, but like several things happens where he ends up on the headless horseman's horse. horse. Who, by the way, looks like Bronze Horse. Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's like some switcheroo stuff that happens with that. Um, but eventually, he Ichabod does make it to the tunnel. But then, the Headless Horseman throws his fucking jack-o'-lantern at him. <laughs> and it smashes him. And Yeah, and apparently it's explosive or something. Yeah, because <laughs> Ichabod disappeared. So, that's how the night ends. Because... The next thing it shows you is Brom married Katrina. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Ichabod, the story goes, is that Ichabod married a widow, a wealthy widow. But then some people are like, or did he disappear? Did the Headless Horseman truly get him? No, I think he married the widow. Yeah. I think is that legit. He just never came back he just, to He just moved away. He's like, fuck this yeah. shit. Is that how it's supposed to end? I don't know. I've, I don't n- I've never seen Sleepy Hollow or okay. read it. Okay, because I've never, I think we watched it in high school mm-hmm. in Mr. H's class, yeah. but I don't think I paid attention. As I Shocker. Know. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if, like, is that supposed to end that way? Now, I have some questions about mm-hmm. this. Do you think Katrina was using Ichabod? Do you think, How so? Do you think she actually liked Brahm and was trying to make him jealous? Maybe. Because I, th- I feel like she was doing that to a lot of the guys. You yeah. saw that early on because you'd see how each of the guys that were fawning over her were trying to win her affection. So they do all these things for her and buy her these gifts. Yeah. And she wasn't with any of those guys. She's so. a gold digger. Well, she can't be because she's the rich one. You can still dig. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. She I was, know. I don't know about her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of unseemly. Yeah. Well, apparently... Disney received complaints about this short. That doesn't shock me at all. Because the Headless Horseman was too scary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Headless Horseman is one of the few, if any, that I can think of. He's one of the Disney villains to win. Yeah. And I guess it depends what your idea of winning is. If it's to get Ichabod out of the city, then I guess... But then the headless horseman is just fucking Brom Bones' boy, I guess. I say, are we in agreement? Running interference. Are we in agreement that the headless horseman is Brom? I could see that. I think that's how the story goes. I could see that. Yeah. Um, so many, like I, I had just asked, many fans question whether or not Ichabod or Brom is the hero, as Ichabod's ultimate aim seems to be gaining Van Tassel's fortune, and then it says greed is a frequent villain motivation in Disney films. I would say that. There is not a protagonist in here and that they're both pieces of shit. Yeah. But that can still be interesting, so. Yeah. Um, so, Ub Iwerks, you know, you know, Ub. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're familiar. Ub, I don't think they know. Okay. I haven't talked up. about Ub yet. Terrible. Oh, my God, I make it this far without talking about Ub. 
Um, so Ub Iwerks was kind of Disney's animation partner mm-hmm. back before. You always see his name pop up Walt in every single animation. one of these movies. Like, like those black and white, old, old Disney shorts before it was Walt, anima- mm-hmm. Walt Disney Animation. Ub was working on those with Disney. He ended up creating his own Headless Horseman short in 1934 that predated this. Oh, okay. I'm sure it but wasn't he, good. I believe he and Disney split. Well, it was a lot like like Puss in Boots. Yeah. Like that style. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into our reviews, let me tell you what the critics thought, babe. <laughs> so, New York Times praised the film. Hmm. Wow. We're turning the corner here. Praised the film, celebrating, saying, Mr. Disney, abetted by his staff, such perfect narrators as Bing Crosby and... You can say Basil or Basil. Basil Rathbone. And a pair of durable literary works has fashioned a conclave of cartoon creatures, which, by and large, have the winsome qualities and charm of such noted creations as Mickey Mouse, Dumbo, etc. They're very wordy back then. Yeah. They have a way with words. And then Life Magazine wrote... Wind in the Willows leaves out the poetry and most of the subtlety, but it still has enough action for the children and wit enough for everybody. It is deft and pleasant, and throughout, ironic and good-hearted. Although the Ichabod part of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is silly and bumbling, Mr. Toad's half is good enough to convince Disney admirers that the old master can still display the bounce and vitality he had before the war. Yep, and then Time said about Toad, excuse me, about Mr. Toad, this lighthearted, fast-moving romp has inspired some of Disney's most inventive draftsmanship and satire. And it won the Golden Globe for Best Cinematography Color. What the f- Yeah, what is that? Probably the best cinematography, excuse me, the best cinematography for a color film, maybe? Like the use of color? Yeah, instead of black and white. Yeah. Yeah, because they were still making black and white movies back then, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I thought this was delightful. Okay. I loved it. Okay. It's, it's wonderful. Yep. Um, like I said, I've never read Wind in the Willows. I keep trying to, but it just doesn't pull me in. It's very British. It's, yeah. Because it was written early 1900s. Yep. Um, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. I was expecting something. What did I tell you? Well, I was expecting something like Redwall. Yeah. Like the cartoon Redwall. Yeah. 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 Or like Watership it down or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't. And it was just so funny. Like everything was, the action was funny. The, the wit, the jokes were mm-hmm. funny. Even though Toad is not a very likable character, he's still fun. He's interesting. Yeah. He, he definitely does have, like you said, interesting, an interesting story, an interesting motivation. Interesting cast of characters. He creates chaos mm-hmm. and, yeah. So I really liked him a lot, or liked that story a lot. Ichabod, um, Headless Horseman, didn't like as much as Mr. Toad, yeah. but it was still really solid. And there is some really great stuff with, um, just visually. I mean, if you look at Ichabod, he looks funny. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Absolutely. He's a cartoon. He's not a real person. Absolutely. Okay. Um, He's got a distinct look. I I like him versus Brom. It's very much that like. It's a foil. Yeah. Um, Like dweeby person who's really smart Mm -hmm. and then like the big tough guy. So a little dated with the the women stuff, but otherwise it's it's really funny. Say when you compare it to the other stuff from the period, it's probably not. And that's that the other thing I, worse. I thought is like this animation, like this looks like cartoons we were watching on TV in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is good animation. It really is. It's fantastic. Yeah, what'd you think? <sighs> Did you not like it? 
It was fucking excellent. Oh yay! It was so good. <laughs> it was so like, good. Seriously? No. Um. I, I I echo pretty much everything that you said. Mm-hmm. I think I probably liked Ichabod a little bit more than you did. But I didn't dislike it. No, I know, but I, I'm just I really saying I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the humor in it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I liked that they kind of portrayed Ichabod as somebody to be reckoned with rather than just a bumbling dweeb. Yeah. Like he looks, he looks that part, but he's completely no. different than what you would think. He's got the ladies lined up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's getting it. And. <laughs> It, it, it was just hilarious. It's it's funny to see. And probably, you know what it was? He's got them big shoes. Big the, shoes and big hands. Those and big and shoes. You know what that means, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, He's got big socks. Exactly. <laughs> big, big gloves. Big gloves. Um, but yeah, and and he and Brom played off each other really well. Mm-hmm. The humor was hilarious in Ichabod. The headless horseman was imposing, but not not to the point of I thought wasn't too scary. Um, By 1940. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the music was good. I thought the animation, like you said, was great. And, and like I said, I'll echo everything you said about Mr. Toad. I loved uh, him as a character. Even even though the pro- all the protagonists in this movie, they're not very likable, Mm-mm. per se. Like, they're not traditional protagonists, especially for the time period, I would say. But they're all interesting, and, like, it, it really sucks you in. And this is why I kind of told you beforehand, like... You were, you were kind of dreading watching this movie, and I'm, I I was coming in just with an open mind because you never know. You you think something might suck, and I don't think this is a, a case of us coming in with really low expectations and it just blowing us away. This was really, really, really good. Yeah. Like, overall, and especially with it being a package film and this being uh, two separate uh, entities but still being kind of cohesive in, like they said, that they're uh, characters that are prone to trouble or, or strife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was fucking excellent. I, the structure, if anything, is going to be what determines my uh, my ranking in comparison to the other movies. I, I do think they did a great job casting the narrators as well. Yeah, for sure. It was really, really well done. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, for being a package film, which is, it's weird to me to call it a package film because it's just two segments. Yeah. I mean, it is a package film because you're putting... Fun and Fancy together. Free was as yeah. well. Um, but I think... It ends ends the run of package films on a high note. For sure, for sure, it's yeah. a it's a very very good uh, transition into Cinderella. Yeah, and interesting that the two movies that I thought were like, oh god, I don't know about this. I know, we, like so I told to, so you, so dear to my heart in this yeah. one. Yeah. So when I look at the rankings, because we have fourteen movies on there, to me, I have to decide whether I like it better. Than so dear to my heart because I think it's the best package film. Right, but you have three caballeros and reluctant drag. Aria. That is true. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd put it after so dear to my heart, so it would be seventh. Yeah. So I would have Pinocchio, BNB, three caballeros, reluctant dragon, Snow White, so dear to my heart, and then Ichabod and Toad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would probably say, um, like I said, the biggest thing for me uh, in ranking this is the format. And since it is a package movie, I can't weight it uh, as much as a full-length feature film, mm-hmm. even if both the parts are really, really, really good like they are. Uh, so I would say that, like you said, it's absolutely the best of the package films that we've seen so far. But I can't rank it ahead of Pinocchio. I can't rank it ahead of Dumbo, even though it's longer. Uh, <laughs> I can't rank it ahead of Bambi or or Snow White. Even even though, you know, I remember back when we first did Snow White. I know we shit on it quite a bit just because of how long it was. It is a classic, though. Exactly. And, that, and, that's, and that's why I can't really put this ahead of that. But I will fucking put it against 
are ahead of everything else. So I'm going to say that this is my number five movie. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Bambi, Snow White, Ichabod, and Toad. Yep. And then everything else. Yeah. Look at our list, she. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's 15 fucking movies. Wow. <laughs> we only have like 15 more to go. Yeah. <sighs> Package films, babe. <laughs> Next, you guys. You guys. <laughs> Next, we have Cinderella. Yeah. I am so excited for that one. Uh, it's probably going to be terrible. I have, a, I have a personal connection. <laughs> I know, I know you do. Um, so our short is going to be one called Grievance of a Star Maker, which sounds... Is it like a Harvey Weinstein short? I'm wondering if it's like an outs... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if it's like an outsource type thing. Maybe. Like, you know how like Disney shows Pixar movies? Yeah. Maybe this is like from a different studio. But yeah. Oh my god, we're done. Woo! Yeah! High five, babe. Physical. And it didn't even suck. No. I mean, the episode might have, but the movie didn't. No. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Thank you for listening, you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DTB Disney. As always, subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah. Or like, share, and subscribe. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. We like to read those. Those are fun. Tell all your friends. <laughs> You're British again? Yeah. I can just turn it on. I can turn a terrible British accent British on whenever you want. With your motocar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go ahead. What, what are we doing? Are you going to do something weird again? Not really. I was just going to say that this is let's get down to business. We're just is our business. Our business is good. I bet our new upstairs apartment neighbors really appreciated that. Woo! See you guys. Bye.